Okay, uh, Justin Barsha, Paris Supercross, you won. I don't think you can really ask for much more, especially the rough couple of weeks you've had, I guess, or at least the amount of work you've been putting in with the team. This is a nice little reward. Yeah, a nice little gift. Uh, you know, hopefully they'll be happy at home. I mean, it's not really a super serious, serious race, but uh, for me, it's a serious race, and I enjoyed it, and I uh, could have could have had a few better starts and maybe a couple more wins but all in all super positive weekend um a few things popped up with the bike that i know i can work on which i'm glad that you know that that's what this race is for to see what we can work on at home and fix and we got a few weeks before geneva so try to do some quick work and have a new package for geneva i felt like watching you yesterday and then today you looked light years better today uh, did you feel that yourself yeah i did today i definitely felt um like quicker but I just like I, I wish the races were a little shorter today so my starts where I started uh, you know I was only able to get fourth the first one second um, I should have should have won the, the second one but Mookie got me so um, yeah the second one was uh, you know second place and the third one I went third so all in all solid yeah consistent and yeah like I said got a little work to do at home but uh I want to give a huge shout out to Yamaha France for you know bringing the truck and bikes and you know parts and and everything they went above and beyond for us and they're going to help us in Geneva as well so very uh you know good company I really really appreciate them like you say this isn't a super serious race but a win's a win right like you can use this you can take this this is momentum this is all that good stuff yeah, hundred percent. It's a, a confidence booster for sure. It feels good to win races. Um, you know, I I don't. You know, there's good racers here. There's no slouches. Obviously, America's stacked, but uh, yeah, like I said, it's good to feel the bike out, see where we're at. Um, you know, come away with the win is awesome because you know I haven't even been here in a few years racing, so it feels cool just to be back and uh, getting better with age. <laughs> but yeah. It, uh, yeah, I think uh, can't. I don't have any complaints. The racing was good. Um, just need to work on some starts and a little bit of suspension stuff and be solid. Uh, talk us through what you've been doing with the team lately with resetting the bike to stock and then building it back up. Like, how did that process go? What did you learn? All that good stuff. So um, we got a new guy at the the shop that's been around a lot of teams for a while. His name's Sergio, and he just came on right after Monster Cup. So um, we were kind of able to talk, and I kind of told him what I wanted, and uh, it was good that he agreed with me. So we made sure the stock engine was safe and would hold up on Supercross, and uh, it, it, it is safe and able to you know hit the whoops and stuff. With, they're worried about the trans a little, just making sure it's strong enough for Supercross, and uh, it's completely fine. So I've been running a complete stock engine just to you know kind of reset and really – I think we've had a, for my riding style, we've had a lot, way too much power. So all in all, that was uh, that's a good thing, and we can I think we can work on it a little, get a little power in a few spots, uh, maybe like off the start and things like that. But uh, yeah, that's a good good place to start. And then um, suspension chassis, we've been doing uh, you know a lot of stuff, and uh, you know kind of going back to basics though. And uh, the bike's working quite well right now. It's turning really well. The only negative here in uh, Fr- um, France was. Um, my shock was a little bit soft on like the rhythms and in the whoops so you know for that being it it's not too bad because I've uh, been a a lot worse over the years so all in all in a a pretty good spot with the bike right now. I guess this was a pretty stock based bike as well then? Yeah 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 we were uh, fully fully we started a fully stock bike we added our pro circuit our KYB, KYB suspension um you know rental bars and stuff like that and uh you know linkage that's pretty much it yeah stock clutch everything so um the bikes 
this new 2020 Yamaha is a, a machine, man. It's uh, a lot better than a lot a lot better than the old one. They did a, did a good job, so I'm uh, I'm happy. Finally, then uh, moving forward, I guess it's a case of tweak it a little bit to get it to your liking, yeah. but not overhaul the thing and fuck it up, basically. No, no, yeah, exactly. We don't we don't want to mess the bike up because we you know it's it's happened in the past unfortunately we've messed things up so all in all we want to keep it um near stock as possible with you know adding on the little things that are necessary but all in all yeah i'll go back um probably i think i get home like wednesday so I'll ride thursday friday um get back in the swing of things and uh definitely work on the suspension a little and and see what else we come up with but all in all yeah i think we're not crazy crazy far off yeah, Malcolm Stewart, Paris Supercross. Look, I think I think it's fair to say that you were the fastest guy this weekend, but you were stuck under your bike in one of the races, and whenever that happens, it's going to be tough to win the overall. So, but you can leave here saying you were the fastest guy, and that's something, I guess. Yeah, I, um, you know, I was just you know out here having fun, man. That was the, that's like the ultimate goal. Just, just really, just you know, enjoying myself. Uh, it's good to be back here in Paris again. Uh, last time I was here, uh, I raced in Lille, so I got to see, like, the Eiffel Tower, a few other, you know, a little bit of sightseeing for for once. And, you know, we had a – overall, I felt good all, all weekend. I just, you know, luck wasn't on my side. Me and, you know, me and Dylan crashed, did a front flip in the last main, the last night. So I was like, hey, no more, no more crashes. I got enough scars as it is. So, I mean, it's just – good to be back racing and like like i said tonight uh we went three one one i remember going into that last one i'm like dude i'm gonna get this start i'm like why can't i do this all the time right but uh again we 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 rode good and you know dylan got really close and i i could hear like the french fans getting getting loud i'm like oh dude they they make it seem like he was right on me right on me but i just i just like you know i just start pulling them pulling away from him a little bit and i just kind of like put my head down and i just start Kind of, I knew he had a, I knew he had a couple, you know, I knew he did a couple sprint laps to kind of get me, and I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't let him catch me, I can't let him catch me, you know, we're out here running up front, ain't gonna look good, so, um, you know, like I said, for us, we just rode good, and that's kind of where the night ended, you know, we're like, and the, the cool thing about coming over here is like, we're all, uh, everything's much more relaxed, I mean, we had a lot of heavy hitters, like I said, Dylan Fernandez, Justin Barsha, uh, my teammates, Vince Free, Justin Hill, uh, Savachi, Chad Reed, and, you know, it's kind of cool because we're all just sitting, you know, on the gate just talking and like me especially I got a lot, a lot of time to talk with Chad and stuff and just you know, we're just talking about just things that he him and James used to do back in the day and we were laughing about his kids playing Fortnite and just just like just cool things that like you don't really get to do, you know, everybody's so uptight back in the back in the states and I get it, you know, but this one thing that's cool about coming over here is, you know, everybody's, you know, relaxed. But at the end of the day, when a gate drop, it happens, it happens. But we have much, the respect level is a lot more different. We ain't trying to kill each other because we're over, you know, at the end of the day, we kill each other. We got to see each other the next day. And not only that, we got to eat dinner together. So it's just, it's just not, it's just not, uh, not the smart thing. But again, uh, you know, I can't thank the, the whole uh, Smart Top Bullfrog Hondas, my mechanic, Jason, Roger Larson, uh, Seven, Scott, uh, Garnet, Torrio Escondido, just uh, everybody who's had my back, and you know, for me, it just it just feels really good. So uh, again, here we are, and let's just have some fun for for what we got a couple more races coming up in Geneva, or a couple more weekends uh, coming up for Geneva, and then you know, A1 be right around the corner. Uh, let's be honest, this race is a million times better than Lille. Stadiums better, locations better, tracks better, soils better. Uh, do you agree? I just let's just say I like to travel. <laughs> Uh, I ain't gonna sit here and say what's better and what, but 
let's just say I like I like traveling. These these uh, French fans, they they show me a lot of love here. Um, you can't set a location on every every location has its own thing. And like I said, I like Geneva. I love Paris. You know, I got to see the Eiffel Tower. But there's a lot of things in Geneva that I like too. Got good chocolate. So. I mean, you can't. I can't sit there and say that. So again, it's it's just all about having fun. Montreal was really cool. Uh, cool. So I just like enjoying, um, just enjoying where I'm going. It's it's a lot different than just being like, oh, I'm gonna go to Florida, Dallas, California. It's 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 totally different. Like I said, when you come over here and the promoters like really uh, help you out and they, they, you know, they really hook you up and like give you, make you feel like home. You know, it doesn't. Even though you're thousands of miles away at home, but you know, they just open the doors up for you and it just feels really good. What do you think of the program here? Does it get a bit repetitive doing, I don't know, 2,000 laps on the same layout? No, we did do a lot of laps. I ain't going to lie. I'm not gonna even going to lie. We did, we did uh, a lot of laps. This is the most laps I've done any time coming over here. But, um, it, I mean, I guess I would use this as a fitness. You know, that, at least that, that, that part is good. But, yeah, we did get to a point where we're like, all right, like, we've done a lot of laps. You know, especially in practice, we'll all just do, like, one lap and then just call it a day. So, um, again, it's it's fun. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, this that's that's one thing that's special about Paris. You do you already know. Like, you get you sign up for this, and you know we're professional riders. This is what we do for a living. And what's the difference between coming over here and racing and then or going to the local test track and doing a thousand laps there? Whenever someone comes back from an injury like a broken femur, there's already there's always a little period where they have to get used to things, build themselves back up. Uh, you've kind of come back with a bang. So, are you still building yourself back up, or is this like full Mookie? No, I'm still, man, I got plenty of, um, I got still got a lot left in the tank, and, you know, the only way I can really kind of prove that is a little bit of gate drops, and we still got a month, about a month and a half of fit, uh, month and a half training and riding and testing and stuff, so, you know, by the time A1 comes around, we're, we should be sitting pretty good, and like I said, I'm, I'm happy about where I'm sitting at, but I, this, I'm going to use this weekend as a, a, lot of, a few things to work on, and just go home, man, just go home safe and go home and see my family. And the best thing about everything, you actually know what you're doing next year, which hasn't happened the last few times, so that's a nice place to be. Yeah, no, the whole team, uh, like I said, I signed that contract earlier this year in May. The team believed in me, and uh, they knew uh, they knew just... They knew coming in, like they're like, oh yeah, he, you know, he, he's a good rider, and um, you know, for me, it's just that, that was definitely a relief. So all I did was just spend some time, you know, in the summer training, and just to get back to riding and just kind of enjoy myself. Like I said, I didn't want to train too hard or overtrain or anything like that. Just have some fun and just a big relief. And you know, here we are, months later, and we're getting ready, to clo- uh, getting ready to close out for the end of the year and for get ready for next year. Yeah, Chad Reed, Paris Supercross. I don't know how you look at the weekend because. You're still running a privateer effort. You're still easing back into this thing. So it's tough to have expectations. And there were positive points, I thought, with your riding. But ultimately, you crashed out. And that's a bummer way to end anything. So how do you look at the whole thing? Yeah, I think that uh, I think there's a lot of positives to take from it. I think, uh, you know, you have to look at the facts. And the facts are, um, when they drop the gates, everybody's going for the same thing. And, and you know, preparation will always win. Um, and I've had, you know, less than perfect preparation. So um, with knowing that, I really think that, you know, the pace at times, my intensity, it was it was generally better than than what it was at Monster Cup. So um, the results on paper are not ideal. Um, with intensity, you know, once you up the intensity, well, then that's where you really need to rely on your bike fitness because, you know, then, then you're basically at your 100% and you're, you're go, go, go. Well, yesterday i found out that you know okay i went faster i went harder but then my 
you know, my arms blew up. I never, ever, I actually can honestly say I've never had arm pump in a race before. And full on, like, had arm pump yesterday. Um, the second and third race, real bad. Um, but that's just, you know, like, when things are happening faster than, you know, than they have in a while. Um, and for me, I take positive out of that because the feeling that I need is generally there, you know? Like, it's like, it's kind of like throughout the lap I'm like oh yeah that's I remember that feeling you know um, maybe I'm not putting it together lap after lap corner after corner but the, the feeling's coming back so I generally am happy with the weekend the thing that kind of speaks to the improvements you've made since Monster Cup is like you know everyone always says oh Chad Reed's not good at the one lap thing but in the Super Bowl thing both nights like you held your own and honestly watching your lap I was like oh no one's beating that there's not a way so like that, cut, that is that improvement you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mookie put a crazy lap together. Um, you know, so I think that that was the lap that we, that I, that I think was most impressive. Um, again, echoing what you said, I am not a one-lap guy. Um, I struggled bad with it in the in, when I came here in 2001, and here we are in 2019, and I struggle with the same thing. So uh, I just don't have that like driving desire to lay my balls on the line especially not in Paris on a random weekend in November on a a random weekend in November Um, but I can't use that as an excuse because that that happens 17 races a year too you know where it's like okay you go for the lap because you have to and you try to you know extract the most out of it Um, but I'm always better when they drop the gates you know so uh, yeah that's kind of funny it's obviously been a while since you've been here. Uh, different stadium now, different dirt, all of that fun stuff. But is it still the same Bercy Paris that you remember? Like, same format, pretty much? Like, was it almost like slipping on an old pair of shoes? A little bit, you know, the loudness and the crowd and the, the general French-European feeling at Supercross. Um, Bercy is, in my opinion... It's a lot like the Sydney Supercross. It's a very unique stadium that has an atmosphere that is really, really hard to beat. Um, The crowd is literally on top of you. We go out of the stadium, we come back in. Um, So I think that the crowd lacked Bercy uh, atmosphere a little bit. Um, You know, with the world we live in now, there's no chainsaws allowed in the stadium, all these kinds of things. Um, and the same thing's going to happen in Australia, I think. I think that this Australian race that we have, we're going to a much bigger venue, a much bigger floor space, and it's going to be freaking awesome, but and it's going to be it's going to smash all the total numbers of ever, you know, viewed a supercross. But I think it's going to be challenging to get that atmosphere that we had in Sydney. Um, and that would be what I would say that, that these two events are going to be really similar like that not that it lacked atmosphere yeah. just that, that closeness of the, of the crowd just being right on top of you and you f- literally feel like I always say like you feel like a fish in a fishbowl <laughs> uh, a lot of laps this weekend as well at what point did it become a bit repetitive where you're like oh here we go triple yep step on step on like at what point did you get a little bit sick of it <laughs> you know like you just kind of have to take it for what it is I mean it's a lot of time I uh you know, once upon a time, you used to get paid a bunch of money to come do 20 laps. Yeah. Um, you know, this weekend, the, the third main event alone was more than that. So, you, you know, you, it's just this the time and it's, everything's changing. Um, 
but like where I'm at, I need those laps. You know, does it go downhill a little bit, and does it feel like a? I don't know that I would say it feels repetitive, but it feels exhausting. Um, so, but I need that. I actually, you know, as much as it sucks, it, I need that feeling. Uh, and can we talk about 2020 a little bit, or can we? Like, is there anything to say at all? Yeah, there's not a lot to really talk about. Um, all I can say is that we're working really hard on it. Um, you know, my friends at Mountain Motorsports are, um, you know, they're they're excited about the potential of going racing, so they're working on it. Um, so I think that it's it's a 50-50 shot. You know, I think that there's a there's a solid chance that you'll see me in 2020 racing a whole season, um, and unfortunately, there's a solid chance that that I may not be there. So um, I hope that option one is the case. Is there a is there a chance for you dip in, get your 250th start, or maybe even take it to 255 and do the races that are easy or favorites of yours, or is it all like all in or nothing? You know, I think uh, you know, as a little kid, you don't, you never have that dream or that goal as of a particular number you know um you know as a 37 year old that probably has a pretty good understanding of what a career means at this point you know like i feel like i've gone through the ups and the downs and now i'm on the point where it's kind of like you have perspective you have appreciation um so i think that 250 is a big number it's going to be a number really hard to beat um i don't see anyone currently able to challenge that um brayton is a hundred short and he is a year or two younger than me so i think time's against him um to be able to challenge that number um so i think that yeah like when you hang your hat up 250 is a badass number yeah if it's 250 it, or if it's you know whatever 17 is um i think yeah it'll be it'll be important but i don't yeah I will say that if, for one reason, I don't get to go race in 2020, I will do 250, um, and then that may be the new record. <laughs> You're obviously trying to put together a privateer program. Is it tougher now than it was when you were doing the Husky thing two years ago? It's not harder. I just am in a different point where I love it, and I really, really want to go racing. But I also love car racing. Yeah. And if I'm going to spend money at this point in my life, then I would I would go spend it in car racing. Um, I still truly believe that I sell more motorcycles than anybody else in the industry. I sell more clothing than anybody in the industry. Um, so why, yeah, why go? Why make it crazy hard? And you know, if they don't want me, they don't want me. You know. I guess it's one of those things as well, like, because you did the Husky thing, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Like, you can't go in and be all optimistic, like, well, maybe this will work out. You know just how tough it's going to be, the bad points and everything. So you almost don't want to put yourself in that vulnerable position again. Yeah, I look at it more on a positive note. If if next year is my final season, I it excites me to go do it alone. Um, no boss... Uh, not a lot of rules and really go and enjoy it you know like build a motorcycle I mean that motorcycle that I raced tonight there there is not a of my 22 years of being a professional that year, that bike is 100% good enough to go win 17 races uh, it's that good and nothing's 
It's not like I, I mean, do I have things that I don't have that the factory teams have? Absolutely. But that bike is well and truly capable of winning. Um, it just takes me to be prepared and twist the throttle and make that happen. Um, so I don't feel like I'm losing or missing out on anything. Um, so I think that in general, it'll be really exciting to go do it with a group of people that I really trust and love to be around. Um, so that's, that's the way I look at it. I view it as kind of like a bit of a blessing in disguise. I think that, uh, you know, I had a completely different plan two months ago. Two months ago, I actually, to be honest with you, three months ago, I had this big plan, this off-season races that we were doing, you know, uh, a bunch of testing at the end of the season, and suddenly one thing led to another, and then that wasn't wasn't happening. So, um, yeah, it was it was a shame in a lot of ways, but I think at the end of the day, uh, what will come from next year will be will be something to hang your hat on and be real proud of. And uh, last thing, just how confused were you by what was going on in opening ceremonies? Because I watched it twice, and I still just don't have any grasp on it at all. I'm glad you don't. <laughs> and you're at least on this side of the pond. <laughs> the best thing was, is they said, they're like, they're telling us about like their concept and the idea, and it was all based on a French uh, Netflix yeah. um, thing. And they're like looking at us, and they're like can you play it up and i'm like guys like literally nobody in this room there's 10 of us or whatever it is like none of us have any idea what you're talking about what is there to play up because we don't know and he's like oh it's this this and this and i'm like still not getting it you know so and i never we were obviously out back so i still haven't seen the full concept come together um but it was pretty funny to you know kind of like as the american group um it was funny to they threw me into the wolves to be honest with you because all those kids just got to chill and i had to be like the professor and i had all these lines <laughs> and nobody had given me any heads up yeah. so like we, we literally like hey at seven thirty, it's mandatory we need to do an opening ceremonies thing that was the only information i had yeah. well then i show up and the guy's got like all these lines and and i'm like basically like give, hands me a script <laughs> and i'm like this was not in the negotiation of my contract, you know, so it was pretty funny. Um, so I, I hope that it came out well because I was shooting from the hip. It probably came out well for them. For me, not so much. Yeah, right. <laughs> I still don't understand it. So, But I generally seems like they all yelled yeah. and cheered. Maybe it was because Fernandez came into the stadium or not, but I'm going to take it that they got it. <laughs> Joey Savarchi, Paris Supercross. Look, this whole thing kind of... Look, first race on JGR bike, first race on a Suzuki. You never know how that's going to go. That comes with a lot of unknowns, I guess. But I thought it was pretty good. Obviously, it ended on a bummer note. But I think you can take a lot of positives from this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, not the, we don't have a crazy amount of time on the bike. Um, it's a new bike for me. Um, you know, we're trying to, trying to make the transition. And then, you know, we come here and we race uh, a bunch of guys who are... You know, on bikes they're used to, which uh, is a little tough. Um, and then obviously, you know, for me, we just brought suspension, so we were on a on a stock bike with a pipe. Um, but you know, no excuses. We had the speed to uh, to be on the podium, and you know, we didn't end it on the greatest note. Uh, mistake on my end, and uh, I went down. But you know, I'm I'm all good and heading uh, heading to New Zealand next. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I had a great time over here. Um, I think this event is is awesome and. There was a lot of people in the stands um, and, and really good racing, a lot of fast guys. So, um, you know, for an off-season race, I think this is, this, is, uh, this is a good one. 
Uh, what happened in that crash in the last main? Did the thing just get away from you at the end of the whoops? Uh, well, I, I kind of changed lines the last minute coming into the whoops um, because Hill and Freeze were in front of me. And um, I came in pretty fast, thought maybe I could get to the inside of one of them. And when I changed lines, I kind of caught a weird hop right when I got in. And I missed the whoop and then went and missed another whoop and, you know, kind of just escalated. Tried to ride it out and uh, unfortunately right at the end it caught like a, a, it caught too deep in the whoop and, and shot to the right. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a mistake on, on my part, but uh, we're, we're good and we're walking out of here in one piece. Got a lot of riding in this week, weekend, and, man, I enjoyed it. This definitely isn't an American Supercross, but do you feel like you can still take things away as far as bike setup and things like that? Like, is this useful to you from a testing point of view? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, obviously it's not it's not a Supercross for or AMA Supercross, but um, you know a lot of times they're forty something seconds and and track got really really beat up, um, and, and that's how they are for our main event at home. So I think for sure it's uh, it's useful and and. Uh, even if it's not useful for testing, it's very useful for uh, for bike training. So, you know, like I said, we got a lot of laps in this weekend. And, um, yeah, like I said, I, this, this is a really, really good event. And um, hopefully I'm in, invited back next year and would love to do it again and try to uh, try to make a run at the win. And what about the new deal with JGR now that we can actually talk about it? Uh, of all the places you could have landed, I guess this is kind of the best one. So you're stoked? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Uh, you know, um, I think the bike is a little bit overlooked. Um, I think people are jumping on the on the bandwagon to give it a bad name. But, uh, you know, like I said, I think we showed a lot of speed this weekend considering uh, it's new everything for me. And, and the bike handles really, really well. Corner's great. Um, and, man, I'll tell you what, for, for a stock bike with suspension, I, I felt like we held our own pretty well, you know. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to uh, to be on the team, and, and I'm glad they're taking a chance on me. And uh, I'm looking forward to try and try and bring in try to bring Suzuki back some uh, some luck and uh, some good results. The deal was obviously announced this week, but how long have you known that this is like locked in, and you've definitely got a future with JGR? Uh, Friday after the five minute test session here. So we literally signed. I I went out and we tested the bikes for the five minutes on on Friday. Um, and I came back in and I signed the contract. So uh, people think that I that we've been lying and hiding it, but we really just got the contract done and finalized Friday. So has this actually been tough for you then? Like, have there been any meltdown moments at home where you're like, okay, like I really need to know what I'm doing now? I mean, there's for sure some panic that sets in, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, like I stayed at home, um, took like seven, eight weeks off after the last round outdoor. I had a baby girl. Um, I didn't have a bike, so I was forced to kind of just do a lot of cardio off the bike. Um, and for sure, there was a time where I was kind of getting anxious, like, you know, what, am I, what are we doing? What am I going to do? And uh, just got to believe and, you know, have faith that everything's going to work out. And like I said, people think I, that we were hiding this the whole time. And trust me, for me, I wish that was the reason. But it, it wasn't. And uh, a little bit of back and forth, and we finally uh, finalized it. Like I said, we, we, I tested the bike here rode a little bit came in and got the email and you know signed away and then it was officially done so um we, we i've known for a while that it's kind of we're getting closer but nothing was done done um until friday so it was a big weight off my shoulders and uh, last thing this is the start of an intense off-season schedule for you but you're ready you're ready to clock up some air miles and you're excited to do some racing yeah absolutely i think uh you know i've always wanted to do these overseas off-season races in the past and i just haven't been able to 
Um, I think they're awesome. Um, you know, kind of, it does add to our uh, AMA schedule even more, but man, it's that uh, August to January break where you don't really race at all. It's, uh, it's tough, man. You burn a lot of laps um, and a lot and a lot of laps to, to have that three month, four month break where you don't do anything. So um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, obviously it's gonna be a lot of air in my house, like you said, but man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, get to go, got to come here, never been, never been to this race before and, and got to see Italy earlier in the week. And uh, now I'll have a layover in Dubai, which would be cool. And then I'll go to New Zealand. I've never been to New Zealand get to race down there with the and have a have a show for the kiwis and uh come home and then i'll go back to australia um and land down under and we'll, we'll do it another weekend and then from there you know we'll pretty much be uh we'll be home hey, uh, jeremy martin uh paris supercross i feel like you can't really ask for much more like people forget you've been off a whole year this is only your second race back you're on a 450 all of that good stuff to get the starts you did winner pete sprint main whatever you want to call that like that's all good things like you can only take positives from this yeah absolutely i mean uh i did i did what i came here to do and i'm walking away healthy and there's some carnage and yeah there's some a lot of good racing out there but yeah a lot of a lot of ticked off a lot of boxes and and a lot of positives i feel like it says a lot about your tenacity as well but like you've done this race a few times now and been in better situations coming in but this was clearly your best time here so for you to do that coming off of what you're coming off of like that's a big thing yeah absolutely i think my whole my whole mindset and how i approach stuff and look at stuff has changed from this injury and uh to be able to have the opportunity to even be on the gate is massive you know not everything in life is going to be ideally perfect and everything like that so um just yeah i got opportunities to to strive and uh i'm not going to miss out on that you know I guess that comes from sitting on a couch and really having nothing else to do other than think about that and like prepare for when you're back racing. Yeah, one thousand percent. The couch was tough on me. A lot of Netflix, a lot of a lot of movies, and just yeah, video games, and read a bunch of books. But uh, we're we're ready to be out here. I'm gonna guess that this and Monster Cup is going better than you even imagined. Like this has been pretty good. Yeah, honestly, I didn't expect to be to be doing this good. So it's shocking me, but um, it's it's good, right? It's a, it's a positive thing, and, um, you know, there's no finish line. we got to keep going. I guess it's another one of those things as well, like where you're sat on the couch thinking, you also have time to think, like, I don't know how this is going to go when I come back. Like, for all you know, you could have come back a Monster Cup, struggled to qualify, and then had a massive meltdown. So to jump right in and look like you haven't missed a beat, like, that's unreal. Like, you can't dream up a better scenario, really. Yeah, yeah, hopefully we can continue to add to the story and win a Supercross championship, win an outdoor championship, that'd be one hell of a story. Uh, what about riding the 450 is that a good thing considering like where you're coming from like you'd think jumping back on the 250 and easing into it that way would be the safe route but you've hopped on got more power and doing pretty well yeah for sure the 450 is heavier um it create you have to have better technique you have to have just an overall better like just on riding better technique on riding the bike and and it's nothing but positive and sometimes yeah i was uncomfortable hopping on the 450 it's it's a machine you know but uh you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to grow uh, speaking of being uncomfortable, I think you win the award for most improved because yesterday practice, the whoops were eating you alive a little bit and then suddenly the night show came along and you were perfect through them. So what changed between those sessions? Um, they rolled them down, which was smaller, but coming into this weekend, I knew that we were having some issues in the bigger whoops and we did in practice. We did for sure, you know, and I was definitely like, oh man, if we're in for one, but they rolled them down and they kept them pretty pretty smooth for the most part. So I was able to 
when it came time to race, just shut my mind off and hold on tight and go through them. This is probably a stupid question, but you're obviously not 100% yet. That's a long way away. Where are you, though? Like, if you had to put a figure on it, where would you say you are at the moment? Uh, I mean, I was pretty sore today. I woke up this morning in the back. To do two consecutive days like this is pretty tough on me right now, but in the back was pretty sore, so I was rubbing it a little bit uh, in between sessions. But uh, we're not 100%, but I'd say we're probably about 70%. I mean, I'm, when you get when you get to 100% or when you're winning, like what I was winning before, like you're really fine-tuned. It's not only two consecutive days of racing, but also a 1,000 laps on the same layout, 2,000, I don't know. Like, Did you feel that a little bit, that you were just kind of, it was a repetitive thing and like, oh, same old double, same old step on? That's just how dirt bikes are, man. Like when you're, when you're training hard and super cross, it's so repetitive, but it's good because it causes your mind to consistently stay focused on that one thing. And uh, finally, what's the plan moving forward? Have you got any more of these races lined up? And with coming back, can you just pound out day after day at the test track? Or do you have to kind of rest a little more than you would do had you been 100%? No, like uh, now that I had so much atrophy to the body and I didn't train for so long, I have to reduce my ego. I once was able to hold a pretty gnarly program and pound stuff out, but I have to listen to the body now. And I have to, just so I can build it up smart to get back to that point where I can hammer it out. Darian Sinai, uh, Paris Supercross. I guess this weekend wasn't so much about results and expectations, but just like getting your foot on the Supercross ladder again. And you did that. You got better as the weekend went on. You were definitely much better today than you were yesterday, I thought. So I thought it was all right. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I didn't really have too many expectations coming here just because after the season and GPs, I uh, took six weeks off completely. Like I didn't ride or even work out like one time in six weeks. And uh, so I started back basically from, yeah, absolutely zero. Um, and that was only two weeks ago. And then I had like a small kind of back injury leading up to this. So I basically got like a week on Supercross before coming here. So I didn't think, you know, I was going to kill it or set the world on fire. But I thought I was going to do a little better than I did. Which, But it's the way it goes. Considering everything, like the back thing, the lack of prep and everything, are you actually glad you came here? Like, it's before this race was up the road from you, it's now a long way from home. So... Yeah, I mean, it kind of looks bad, like, getting a bad result, and then it's, like, you know, a less level than, like, Supercross in America and everything. But I think, for me, it was pretty good, and, um, you know, just kind of getting a little bit more, like, intensity and a little bit of speed, having to push through those motos. You know, I mean, it's not too long, but we did, like, 14 or 15 laps the last race, so I think it was pretty good. Yeah, and like you say, like, in that last race, you moved forward pretty good, made some passes. Like, it's just getting used to that intense Supercross thing again, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to be on it, you know, from the start all the way through. You don't have really any time to slack. You don't have, like, you can't really mess up rhythms and stuff, which, like, the first race uh, yesterday when I got, like, a good start, I was up front, but then, like, for two or three laps, like, a couple of the rhythms, I wasn't even tripling through, and I'm like, dang, what am I doing, you know? But I definitely felt like my speed was better today, and I felt a little bit closer to the the front of the pack. Um, Just kind of was getting held back, like, on the start i was pretty far outside so i had like a good start going in but one guy on the inside i just like wasn't ahead of him enough he just kept like pushing all the way straight in the corner so it would push me too wide then i'd have to kind of try to fight through the pack a little bit seeing as uh, you haven't raced supercross in forever were you chasing bike setup a little thing a little bit or was that kind of easy um yeah i brought my suspension from america wp they set it up for me and it's been overall pretty good um, it's a little bit soft on American stuff, so I thought it'd be good for here. Um, we made like a couple little adjustments, but barely anything. Uh, right then, so next year, 
Uh, you had a contract with Dixon to do 450s. It doesn't look like you're going that way. You've got a privateer, Kawasaki, monster, supercross thing kind of sorted out. Yeah, yeah, basically that. I mean, it's kind of hard to put it into words and everything. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to race supercross next year in America because I feel like I want to race in america again and and now that switch to 450 you know mx1 it's like if i'm gonna come back now is kind of the time so it's not obviously the you know the best opportunity coming back on a good team or anything it's kind of my own deal but um i got quite a bit of support actually and and hopefully everything keeps coming uh but i think it should be a, a pretty good setup actually has it been a bit of a headache trying to sort everything out or have you got people around you who are kind of taking care of the sponsors and things like that yeah um i got one friend helping me but basically yeah it's been like okay like in my head like i'm doing this okay now i'm doing that oh i'm you know like it's gone so many different ways but um all in all and then now like i'm i'm back to riding and training and stuff so i gotta focus on that too but uh yeah it's coming pretty good actually even though you've got like good supporters to do that i guess if a filling comes up whatever bike whatever energy drink you could kind of jump on that like you're not that locked into what you're doing yeah yeah for sure i mean that's the only tough thing is like i'm trying to get sponsors and to go race supercross and everything and you know if i do two races and do good and then i hop onto something else they're going to be a little bit bummed but i'm kind of upfront with them a little bit um about it to kind of just you know see where my best options are but i mean if my program and my bike and everything is good like i'll run through west coast probably even if i get an option to do something else unless it's through outdoors then i probably would stay on what i have and uh, last thing, are you happy? Like, you've done the European thing now. Are you stoked to be back home and kind of back to some kind of normality? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely something different. And, uh, you know, I didn't plan to be in Europe for the rest of my life, really, or my career. Um, so it is nice to be back in California. It's just super easy to, like, do everything. Like, just training and, and doing everything I need. There's, like, no hassle. It's pretty easy. So it's nice.